0: Let us pray. Father, we ask right now that you just take over this vessel. Let your preached word come forth. That it may be simply applied to our everyday lives. That we will live your word out and be called your children. And we pray that your word will be spoken clearly. That if someone does not know Jesus, that they see him today. In your son's name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. Not blown away. Not blown away. You can turn with me to the book of Psalms. And turn to the first psalm. Uh, this psalm can be described maybe as the gateway uh, to the songs that This psalm introduces you to this book of prayers and cries and pleas. But yet also introduces you to the blessings that come from our Lord. This psalm is strategically placed as the first psalm because it's kind of hard to live out the rest of what's in the psalm if you first do not understand this first psalm. Reading from Psalm 1 out of the King James Version, verses 1 through 6. The Word of God says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and bring forth his fruit in his season. His leave also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners, in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish not blown away has anybody taken a child out or maybe you took out to go fly a kite and sometimes when the wind breezes just light enough your kite flies with no resistance to you you can just run and fly that kite but the wind picks up and you don't have a tight grip on that string That kite can be blown away. Or maybe you might have been the time you went somewhere and you paid and they received your change. And you didn't put your change back in your pocket so you had it in your hand. And you walk out and that door flies open and the gust of wind comes in and blows that money out your hand. Because you didn't have a tight grip and those dollar bills were blown away. But the coins stayed in your hand. But the bills flew away. Something was heavier. Something was lighter. Something was easier blown away while something was weighted and able to stay. Blown away. Just as in you might go outside and you can throw the grass up in the air and see which way the wind is blown. And the grass will blow away because it's no longer connected to the ground that will keep it grounded. But it's easy to be blown away. When you're not weighted, and when you don't have enough to bring yourself down, how gravity works. It says, well, what, must, what, what goes up, what? Must come down. But it doesn't mean you'll always come down in the right place. If you're not weighted strong enough, you're not going to come right back down. You might get blown away. It's so easy to be blown away when you're not heavy and weighted and filled. Looking at this text, it begins with one word and one word only. It says, blessed or happy. Blessed, happy is who is the man. Blessed, happy is a man. What uh, What does this have to do with me? Uh, do you want to live a blessed life? Do you want to have a, a happy life? Well, it's going to show you what that looks like. And oftentimes, in order for us to know what something looks like, we didn't know what something should not right. look like. In order for me to know what a table looks set, my mom first showed me how I did not set the table. <laughs> She says, look, Sam, you put the fork on this side and knives on this side. I still get it mixed up some days, but I remember my mom taught me the right way. You will have to know right from wrong, left from right teacher tells you, raise your right hand, I'll raise my left. He says, "No, your other right. I said, all right, I, I'm going to get it right sooner or later. I, I had to know wrong in, in order to know right. The Bible is, is teaching us in that same simple way. In order for you to know what blessed looks like, I got to show you what blessed, what, what, when you're not living blessed, when you're not being surrendering to God, what that looks like. When you're not living a blessed life, it says that you are in the counsel of the ungodly. What does that mean to be in the council of the ungodly? It means that you're around some people who like to talk about things that are not godly. (laughs) That means you're around some people that rather do what they want to do and not what God has called them to do. That means you're around some people that are pretty much up to no good. And that's where the saying comes, birds of a feather flock together. You don't want to always hear that because sometimes we know we hang around some people we should not be around with. And the Bible is not saying not to be around them, but it means that you should not have them as your counsel. We go to the wrong people trying to get the right advice. Married people go to some single people for married advice. Well, you should leave him. That's what I would have done. That's why you're not married. So why am I talking to you? You realize that I need to go to somebody that has the right counsel. But it says, blessed is a man who, that walketh not in the counsel of God. So some of us need to make sure that we're not walking in the ungodly counsel. Some of us need to make sure that the friends we hang around with are the friends that give us the right advice. And if they are not, then we need to know not to ask for their counsel. It says, nor standeth. In the way of the sinners, and and basically means that you're not in the road where the sinners are traveling. Uh, Jesus said, bless, Jesus says, wide is the path and broad is the gate that leads to destruction. But narrow is the path and narrow is the gate that leads to righteousness and few find it. It's easy to find the way of the sinners. It's easy to get with them. It's easy to stand with them and be on that road and headed to the road of destruction, to be on that road destroying your life. That's not a blessed life, but that's a life full of troubles. When you're in the way with sinners, it seems like nothing's ever going to go your way. Uh, Some of us are still dealing with some people we know now that are just hanging around the wrong people, doing the wrong things, and, and their life is just falling apart before them. They're wondering why. Well, why, why are my friends going to jail and why am I always in these problems and in these troubles and, and when we hang around these people that's what you're going to see uh, you just hang around them long enough pretty soon you start becoming like them you start hanging with them you start saying the same things they say doing the same things they do dressing the same way they dress that's why oftentimes in your jobs and at schools they try to get mentors to, they, and they try to choose a mentor that's going to teach you the right way so that you won't get around those those heads, those other people that they don't want you to be like. Definitely when you start doing a job, the boss sometimes will take you around and tell you the good people because they say, I want you to be like them. So if you have any questions, ask him or ask her. Tell her what you need and she will show you how to get it done because they're saying, I want you to be in their council, not in their council. Uh, These don't get the job done right. These are going down the wrong road. Some of us know like that in school, that when you it's time for, in school, it's time to get in your study group. I'm going with the smart students, because I I want an A. I I, I don't want to do all the work for these F students, because sometimes now, I was not an A student, but I was a good student, and I got F students in my group, and I would have to do the projects all by myself in order for us to get an A. And You've got to realize that people will latch on to you and try to soak you up and drag you. And that's why we have to be aware of who we're hanging around with. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to say no to these people. You, got, you say, I, I can't hang with you. You're, you're no good for me. I, I can't be around you. You're dragging me down. Now, it's not that I don't love you. I, I love you, but I can't do those things that you want to do. Yeah. I'm not talking about those things that you want to talk about. Try to bring Jesus up in the conversation. See how that conversation would change. You know, last night I got high. You know, last night I got high too with Jesus. Let them know that I was on a spiritual high, lifting up my Lord and Savior. You know, you can let them know, you know, last night I, I did this and this. And he said, last night I spent some time with my best friend. Who's your best friend? I thought I was your best friend. Oh, you, you are but Jesus. <laughs> Is my friend in a time of trouble. We need to make sure that we make a distinction that I am not walking with the ungodly, standing in the way of the sin, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful or the mockers. And and in the time that the leaders they will sit at the gates of the city and they will discuss philosophies and just days of things. They would just sit there at the gates of the city. So if you ever want to find a leader during this time, she would go to the gate of the city. And so the standpoint to sit and to talk means you are intelligent. So oftentimes the people would just sit and talk, but yeah, you need to be careful who you're sitting down and talking with. Uh, these people are scoffers and mockers. They were pestless. They were pests. The, the literal text would say they are pests. They are just, just picking and nagging. You know those people that nag. You can put on a new suit and they're going to find that one fuzz on there so you got that piece on here. Or you put on that new white dress they'll find that little spot right there. You you know you'll get your hair done and find that one spot that barber missed. You know You know those people don't find anything and everything just to knock it down. Now, you, you might have did a great job, and you might have had perfect attendance, but they'll say, well, you didn't do good in gym. They'll find something yeah. to knock you down. they just, they just mocking. they just picking. they just nagging. That, that's what those who are unblessed do. That's why it says, blessed he who does not do. Yeah. And ble- what does the blessed one does? It says, but the blessed is the light. His desire is the law. Uh, and, this ta- and the text we're talking about the, the law of Moses, the, the, the Torah, that the desire to know God's will. And, and by him knowing God's will, how does he do it? It says on his law he studies. Day and night. With a lot of uh, the high school and, and college students, you know, you know what it means to study day and night. Because you know if you don't study the day and night before, it don't matter come that day of the quiz. Am I right about it? You can show up, know the content, but do not know the answers. My, I had a, one teacher told me, if you don't know it by now, you're not going to know it. And so it woke me up because I was a uh, crammed feet. Because uh, I, I had a good memory. I have a, I have a good photogenic memory. So I could memorize my vocabulary words the night before and then ace the test. But then they would do a pop quiz. The next day I didn't know. I didn't know those, any of those words. Because I would just forget about it. But when I was studying, taking my time, it took me all the way to college to realize what it meant to study. Because I, I could skate through high school doing minimum work. By not truly studying day and night, but when I got the college, I realized that I, I had to open up my books daily. I had to read my books daily. I had to look at the syllabus and read ahead and make sure I, I did my assignment. The same thing in our lives, that the enemy is putting pop quizzes and exams daily in your life. And when he shows up, you are either ready to pass or you're ready to fail so if you don't know the word of god it's going to hit you kind of hard when when you don't know should i lie or should i should i go ahead and tell the truth should i should i sleep tonight with her or should i say we should wait till we get married should i get high today or should i make sure that my body is pure and clean we need to take the time to make sure that we know the word of god and when it says they study it or meditate on it, it means they read it out loud has anybody ever took the time to read their bible out loud there's a power in reading the word of God out loud because when you hear those words bouncing back into your ears saying thou shalt not steal when you hear that you say man what is stealing you might say I stole my job today I should not have done that many of us do that on the road they call it pilfering. you know those pens your job buys that you take home for your kids that extra printer paper in that drawer that you figure you can use for scratch paper at home or your printer ran out of paper, so you're going to take it home. You didn't ask the boss for it. You didn't ask permission. You just say, it's mine. I work here. I can take it home. If they really wanted to, they could persecute you for stealing. Yes. But you know, they let the privilege go on. When it becomes embezzlement, uh, when you start taking that long money, when you start taking that, all that money, then they want to get you because you're hurting more of the company. But that's the trick of the enemy. That if he gets you just with a pampering little bit of a sin, and it just gets there, it'll still cause death. Just all it takes is a little dose of poison. Don't need to take the whole box. Just a little dose will do. The enemy's involved in there. Just if I could sneak in just a little bit. But that's why if I study on the word... Day and night, I'm sealing up those cracks in my life where I'm weak, and I need to read that, how I need to maintain my head and my mind and my body pure. How I need to love the God with all my strength, with all my might, with all my heart, with all my mind. It'll hit me that, am I doing well in my body? Am I doing well in my heart? Am I doing well in my mind? Am I doing well in my soul? Because the Word will remind me that I need to make sure that I'm doing what His Word. Do you delight to have the Word of God in your heart? So you might not sin against it. Do you delight that? Because that will impact what you say and what you do. Then you see that's the benefit of the blessed life. You see the result. Because look at the result. It says you will be like a tree that's planted by the water. A tree planted by the water. Now, what does that mean? It means a tree basically in a dry climate where water is not coming. Is planted next to a stream where there is water. That means why other other trees far away from the water, far away from the source, uh, may not be able to maintain their life. Because look at this tree. This tree says it produces its fruit in its season. And this tree's leaf does not fall off or does not wither. What does that mean? Look, look how God made you. God did not make you just for yourself. Tell me, what tree said I'm going to grow up to make apples for nobody to eat? The tree grows up and produces the fruit for somebody else to gain from this fruit. God has made you to be able to grow up and produce fruit for somebody else. Am I talking to somebody here? Do you understand that God did not make you as an island on your own? What, what, what good would a man be by himself? If God wanted man to be by himself, he would not have made Eve. But he said it was not good for man to be alone. It's good that God put that in the text to let some men know. Because some men think they could be man all by themselves. I'm a self-made man. And you know what? If I ever saw a real self-made man, what a horrible creature that would be. Because with two parents, some of us turn out bad. You understand what I'm saying here? So you got a self-made man. How, how much better a job can you do? God realized that, look, I made you Adam and Eve. I made you to complete one another, not to compete. And when we realize that God has made us to complete one another and not compete, then it's easy for me to give you my fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at the tree. It says the leaf does not wither or fall off. That means that the tree does not die. You cast that? The tree does not die. It maintains its life, its vitality. It says whatever it does will prosper or is blessed. Going back to the first verse, blessed is he who does not. Do you see what God has called? God wants you to be blessed and he's showing you how to be blessed and he will bless you while you just doing what he asked you to do. By you just knowing his word and living his word, it's amazing how doors start opening up in your life that you did not ever think will open up again. Because, see, God is in control. But you see how it changes? But not so, the wicked. When you look in the literal translation, it says not so twice. Not so, the wicked. No, not so. To make sure you understand that the wicked are not living a blessed life. It says they are like the shaft that is blown away. Don't be blown away. You understand the shaft is the shell where the kernel of the wheat comes from. And they would get baskets and they would throw it up in the air. And the kernels would come back down because they were heavy enough and weighty enough that they would not be blown away from the wind. But the shaft will be blown away. And the literal translation says from the face of the earth. Basically to be blown away, to be forgotten and be of non-existence. To not be in the presence. I think you're not catching it here because it goes on later on saying that the, the ungodly will not stand in the judgment of God. They will not be in the council. of God. Of the righteous. You see the, the difference here? You see the comparison here? The blessed are not in the counsel of the ungodly. And the ungodly are not in the counsel of the righteous. Am I talking to somebody here? Do you understand how God does not care for sin? And he does not love sin. And he hates sin. And sin will be punished. A lot of us are still walking around here only by the grace of God. Uh, because we know we've been someplace. We, we should not have been, done some things we should not have done. But God has not blown us because I'm glad today that he sent his son who died on the cross so that we would not be blown away because he wants us to be blessed. He wants us to call on the name of the Lord and be saved. But the ungodly can be blown away. Why? Because they are easily influenced by the prince of the air. He wants to confuse you. He wants to blind you of the truth. Blessed are he who does not walk in the, in the, in the, in the, in the council of the ungodly, who does not sit in the scornful and do not walk around with it, do not stand in the roadway of the sinners. And he is and the, and, and like a tree planted by a river. Jesus is the vine. And we are the branches. Jesus said he who abides in me, I. Abide in him. And Jesus goes on to say that the husband's the husband, the vine dresser, my father, prunes these branches so that they can produce fruit. You are called to live a blessed life, a Fruitful life, and the way to do so is just as that tree planted by the water, as Jesus says, As I am the the vine, you are the branch. We need to be connected to the source. What is the source? The source is His Word. Do you see that in the text? He says, But the blessed man delights and desires the Word of God, and on it, he studies day and night, every day. And every night. Some of us haven't even studied at night time. Nor do we study in day. We need to make sure we open up the word of God. And I want to drive this home. Reading the word of God does not mean you got to go from cover to cover. But you need to read the word of God so that you can understand. Because there's people that read the Bible from cover, from front to back, from back to front. And they still don't know Jesus. But when you know Jesus, you can spend some time on a verse. Or maybe a chapter Maybe all year or maybe months and, and weeks and let God just talk to you and let you know. For me, I, I had to spend almost my whole sophomore year in high school on James' third chapter because my tongue was one wicked thing. My, my tongue would tear people down and make them want to fight me. And I would laugh in their face because I knew they weren't going to fight me because they didn't want to get suspended. And so I would mess with them even more. And what I do, I would tear them down. I would make them cry in class. I, I make them feel bad about themselves. And, and I was just letting the devil have his way with me. But when I opened up the word of God, I read James' third chapter, and it let me know that it says, Sam, your tongue is wicked. I'm like, wait a minute. It says, your tongue can cause fire and death. Your tongue should not do such things. Then it got me real bad when I was meditating on this word day and night. It said, out of your mouth shall not become a blessings and curses. And I said, wait a minute. I do love cursing. Uh, cursing feels good sometimes. Uh, when I curse, I got to let people know how I feel about them. But the word of God said, you should not be cursing. It should hurt you because it hurts me. Uh, you should control your tongue. And then as it got to me, as I studied on it day and night, my tongue started changing. Uh, I started changing how I talked to people. I started changing how I treated them because I realized that Sam, you're not called to live for you but live for him. And And as I got closer to to that water of streams, uh, I started producing fruit uh, in my mouth. Uh, My mouth started saying good things and and I started seeing good things happening in my life. Uh, My leaf did not wither because people would persecute me because of the good things that I did. But I had a source uh, that kept on feeding me. anybody know about that source that uh, keep on feeding you, saying your leaf will never wither or fall off. Uh, I became so weighted that if you toss me up in the air, I will come right on back down. And, And thus, that's not supposed to be with me could be blown away. I'm glad today that the wicked will not stand before our God. I'm glad today that through Jesus Christ, uh, my sins have been forgiven. They too have been blown away. And somebody here realized he needs to have some sins just blown away. Like uh, Psalms 1, he said, God separate your sins as far from the east is from the west. When we allow God to have his way with us, we let him blow some stuff out of our lives. We let To remove some sin out of our life because the Lord on your word, I will meditate day and night, become weighted in the word of the Lord, and you will see, says verses for the Lord, He knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish Jesus came to show us the way (laughs) because God knows the way of the righteous Jesus took time to keep on explaining to them let not your heart be troubled Jesus kept on telling them I'm going to go away you do not know Where I am going, but uh, I'm coming back. Uh, I'm glad that Jesus uh, knows the way to the Father. Because many of us, just like me, had some times where we did not know which way was up, which way was down. Uh, there are some times in life we feel all boxed uh, like God has left us, uh, like God has forsaken us. But I can always fall back and, and read Psalm 1 and realize blessed is the man. And I can start having a checklist of uh, where am I walking? Uh, where am I? I sitting? Uh, who am I talking to? Uh, am I spending the wrong time with the wrong people? Or am I spending my time with the Lord? Uh, spending some time in his word? Uh, spending some time in my, on my knees talking to him? Am I going in the way? Because while I'm in the way I can truly say that Jesus is the way the truth and the life. I can truly say that he has held me close in his arms. And I can't be blown away. I can get excited just like Paul. Who can separate me from the love of the Lord? Is it height or is it depth? Is it persecution? Is it trials? Is it nakedness? When it says nakedness, it says poverty. Is it poor? But nothing. Nothing. Can separate me from the love of God. There's a binding commitment he has with us. That when we do his will. I want you to really grab to be blessed. It's not a sense of you not doing anything. But being blessed as a result of the life you're living. When you live for Jesus, that's a blessing. Because you were blessed not to perish, but to have everlasting life. Can somebody testify about that blessing? To to live for Jesus means your eyes have changed. You no longer look at the earth, but you look up to the cloud. Because you want to keep on seeing he who has been resurrected, seated at the right hand of the Father. And even while you're looking in the clouds, you're still waiting for that trumpet sound. And for that archangel to blow And see all Christ coming again on a cloud. But until that time, realize you can't be blessed by studying his word day and night. By spending time with him day and night. By desiring to, to do his word and live his word day and night. And the result is you'll be like a tree planted by the river, who bears its fruit in due season and whose leaf does not wither. You have a God that loves you so much. He wants to see you have a prosperous life. Prosperous in the standpoint of you having fruit in your life. Fruit like seeing your children grow up. Fruit like seeing your children grow. Coming to know Christ. Uh, I, I don't have any kids. But I, I got to see my little brother being saved. So I can imagine how my mom and dad felt. To say I know my child. Is <laughs> not on their way to hell. But they're on their way to see. The resurrected Lord. And save. that's a blessing. To know that you're not going to perish. But be separated from him. To be blown away. But to be in his presence. You don't have to wait. Till the battle is over. You can shout now. But one of these days, he's coming back again. He'll wipe every tear from your eye. There'll be no more pain and there'll be no more suffering. And before ever, hallelujah, and never goodbye. Don't be blown away. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we come to you right now, surrendering our lives to you. Lord, realize that we do not want to be blown away. We want to be held up tight in your arms. And, Father, we want to embrace your word and live your word and study your word day and night. Father, have your way with us. Remove what needs to be removed. Show us how we need to get out of some relationships. That we should not be in. So that we will not be going down that wrong road. Or hanging around the wrong people. Or sitting with the wrong folk. But Lord that we'll be sitting with you. We'll be walking with you. Living with you. And be around your righteous. Be around your children. And let you be our God. There may be someone who does not know Jesus. Father, I pray today they see Jesus as your son and as their savior. And, Lord, that they confess right now with their mouth that he is Lord. And they confess right now that they will live their lives for you. And see what it means to be blessed and living under your covering, under your grace, under your mercy. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. May we stand. Can we bless God for his word?